Hey everyone, it's Enrique here. Today we talk about Stranger Things 4, Amadeo's purpose, how it's like for him to be an actor, and Amadeo's new line. Check it out. Hello, welcome to another episode. I'm joined here with Timothy. Timothy Amadeo Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What's good? Welcome to episode two of Radio Los Angeles. You want to talk about our surroundings? What's going on? <laughs> oh my fucking God. <laughs> Radio Los Angeles. I don't like that. Then let's not do that. You're the one that's saying it. Radio Los Angeles. It's casual. It's funny. New place. New crib. New uh, new path. How do we feel about that? What's going on? Why are we here? Um. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh <laughs> it's like this ongoing joke between Amadeo and I where we make fun of like. It's not making fun of. We were inspired by anime. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're very, uh, like... We take our verbal cues from... Yeah, they use very yeah very strong verbal expressions. From the dramatic power of Japanese voice actors. Yeah. Authentic Japanese voice acting. I love, I love it so much. Have you ever, like, heard an original English piece dubbed to Japanese? An English... Like no. a movie in English dubbed to Japanese. I haven't. I've I've heard obviously like the rest. I though. think there I think there exists like certain industry conven- conventions, uh-huh. like with voice acting. Because do you ever hear that in Spanish voice acting, for example? Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever heard of like a particular voice that like does certain uh, inflections does, like, between like the same type of characters, like cartoons, for instance, or even just like commercials? It's like, aquí estamos, and this is, vámonos. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you know, I'd be very interested to sit in in a ADR recording of a of a translated like voice recording. But do you, do you see what I'm like saying? Like industry standards for yeah. how something should sound or how something should be produced. Like, of course, there's the artistic and like the unique element that. Well, that, that's what I'm saying, and I that's why I'm like I would want to be in that room and see how like it's done because at that point, that's so far down the the pipeline that i don't even think the original director has even a say on that it's just kind of like its own third party that's that's doing that well i think it's also kind of cool because i mean you did mention and i'm not going to go into details obviously but you do have the opportunity to potentially be a part of a film taking place in mexico that production oh, takes yeah. place in part of mexico <laughs> i was like what are you talking about yeah <laughs> that's all right i'm gonna say right now it's probably not gonna happen just because i have some other stuff happening but the possibility like what does that idea mean to you like are you were you looking at some point in your career to take part in a production happening in another yeah. country specifically oh yeah country? like who, who wouldn't want to go abroad and work in another country i mean it'd be dope if it was like mexico and anywhere else i can speak spanish but I mean, in general, like, if I got, you know, come work in England, I'm like, let's do it. Let's go make a film in England. But also to, like, understand how the same process occurs in companies with different cultural backgrounds and different languages. And, you know, we always talk about, like, the well-rounded professional, the well-rounded person. 
Mm-hmm. The professional part two. Professional part two. It yet to yet to occur, but we're still we're still getting there. In progress. Yeah. In progress. We're whip. Um W I P. Yeah, I mean Yeah, that'd be cool. I would love to take <laughs> The tables have turned, huh? The tables have turned. I want everyone to know hey, for the record. Vibra- that was a vibration. There was, that was on a dig. There was a, At least I had my rigor There was an interruption of the podcast from Amadeo's cell phone. That was a comedic break. <laughs> anyway. God, what the hell was I talking about? Um, We're just vibing. One of my, one of my, one of my goals okay. as, as an actor is to, is to be a part of either a soap opera or some other piece, like a dramatic piece occurring... <laughs> Yeah, that would be interesting. That, uh, that is fully sp- spoken in Spanish, of course. Yeah, that would be cool to work on a soap opera, honestly. Because I grew up watching so many like novelas with like my parents and stuff, mm-hmm. well, specifically my mom, not my dad. But yeah, that would be really cool, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be like honestly really iconic. I would actually really love to do that. That would yeah. be so cool. I would be no holds barred, bro. I would just yeah. go all all out, within reason, of course. But I feel like. So yeah. Bob was like, that's supposed to be dramatic. That's like taking, like, the, wow, what are those words? Like, the bombastic nature of the stage and uh-huh. throwing it in front of the camera. Yeah. And so, like, the camera is kind of, like, subdued and, like, realistic, emotional. Uh-huh. Kind of, um, it's not natural. It's supposed to be just barely a step above natural. What is that called? There's a term for that. Oof. Yeah, I feel like you're asking the wrong person. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know technically technical act, acting techniques or well, there's a term. For I know it, I should I'm know gonna, more and I want to learn more. It's not unnatural. It's not. I think it's elevated reality. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Elevated reality. Right. Because we can't be watching every day. Because if I was just watching a video of you sipping coffee and I don't know, just like, <clears throat> like do what you do and scrolling your phone, Whoa. I'd be bored as hell. There's got to be a reason for everything that happens on screen and on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, those reasons are always present. But that being said, like, it still has to follow structure, and there's, like, a beginning, middle, and end. Well, that's why there's elevated reality, because our lives don't always follow stories, bro. Yeah. No, I know, but I'm saying, but if it is on a screen, it has to follow the story. Exactly. Yeah. But it still has to be believable, and you're like, okay, this character is living a realistic life that I can kind of relate to and anchor myself in, as opposed to just, whoa, this is... Mm -hmm ridiculously insane and i don't relate to any of it yeah i feel like even the most outlandish and outlandish <laughs> and fantastic stories still have to be you know what we should talk about some talking about stories and i just finished it but you haven't finished it which would be a good conversation it's stranger things four I think we should talk about that. I don't think we've told the podcast. Volume two. I still haven't seen episode yeah, as of right we, now. We I can watch talk it. about volume one though. As of right now. Spoiler free though, because some people still haven't watched. It. I know oh, it's yeah, been like, I know it's been like the most watched television event in years, but still, gotta maintain that respect. Totally. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so Stranger Things four. I actually worked on Stranger Things four, and there's like I wasn't on for that long. I was only on for like I think less than a week. I don't even remember anymore. Really, it was all like a blur. But watching the scenes that I was in, and seeing like. Like, I'm telling you, like, one of the days, like, we spent, like, the whole night, like, doing this one shot, and literally, like, watching it now, it took about, it was, like, about a five-second clip on the whole episode. <laughs> like, the whole episode, and I was like, man, like, 
what do you what think that I, is? What contributed to the fact that there had to be take after take of something that's seemingly simple and forgettable on screen? I mean, it's just like, you know, you gotta nail it perfectly, like how the directors envision it, you know? And if that takes is 20, it, 30 The directors takes, are always the Duffer Brothers, right? No, it changes. Really? In television, I it changes. I guess I haven't paid too much attention to the credit. I know that television changes, like, typically, but I thought it was, like, yeah. the Duffer Brothers and their vision. Well, I mean, it's, um, like, the last two episodes, I think, are Duffer Brothers. I know the last one is for sure because I specifically saw Duffer Brothers. But I think the... Actually, no. I think the first... Volume 1 is mostly another director and then the last two were were the Duffer Brothers. Yeah. I'm not too familiar with television directors. I think the only one that I really know and am familiar with is Hiro Murai. He did a lot of work for Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's on a... Didn't he also do the Fast and Furious? Maybe. Yeah. I think he did. But... Shout out Hiro. He's he's, he's close friends (laughs) with... uh, What's his name? Um, totally want to say Childers can't beat him but I'm talking to name Donald Glover cause he did a <laughs> he did um have you ever used the same uh, Wu-Tang rap name generator that he did when he yeah when mine was like something like if, if, we, if people don't know what we're talking about oh, Donald Glover got his rapper name from like this Wu-Tang generator website he typed in Donald Glover and it came out Childish Gambino and mm-hmm. he just went with that mm-hmm. and I'm just pulling it up right now. I think I think right, mine's right, like super lame. I don't think mine's as cool ori- as like child, childish. I gotta find you know. the original one. It's something like oh, I think, it's right here. I found it. I think mine was a. Uh, here, let's see. I found it. God, it's so old. This website has not been updated since it was created, and that was in 2002. All right, <laughs> type, type in your name. All right, Amadale Hughes. Should I answer my full name or just my? Well, yeah, f- f- first and last name because. You know, I'm gonna enter my full legal name. <laughs> well, not the full, full legal name. You know what I mean? Okay, I'll call like what Donald Glover put. You know? Okay, Amadeo Hughes. I from now, from this day forward, you will also be known as Gentleman Ninja. <laughs> you gotta call me that for now. on. I'm gonna put that on my fucking business card. LinkedIn, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna put Gentleman Ninja on, on the title card. Being this episode. Be my stage name, bro. All right, Enrique. Do you want your full name? Sure. Okay. No, I mean, not, not that much. Not CT, yeah, just Enrique yeah, Cruz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Enrique Cruz. From now on, you will be known as the Mad Assassin. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> the Mad Ass- we got the Mad, Mad Assassin, Assassin and the Gentleman Ninja. And the Gentleman Ninja over here. Silent but classy. Huh? But anyway, Stranger Things 4. Tell me about a good story. Like, it's insane. Think about the length. Is the show over? No. Well, that's kind of a spoiler. <laughs> Is it? But they've confirmed that th- there's one more season. The- this can be the last season. Hmm. Yeah. But, like, the way this season ends, like, it's, like, obvious they're doing another season. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's... Not- I mean, I guess that's kind of a spoiler. I think it was initially marketed as, like, the rap. No. I mean, I don't know, but... Isn't it? I don't know, but... I know... All these years later. How many years has it been now? Six? It's been a lot. Honestly, yeah, it has been. It's been like almost seven, I think. Because remember, the first one came out when I was a freshman. A freshman, yeah. <laughs> I was a freshman in college. Yeah. Now we're out of college and still freshmen. <laughs> Struggling. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I think it's cool though. I think it's cool. Do you do you feel like represented seeing shots of New Mexico in? Dude, I was like a. I don't know. I think if we would have watched it, I might even do that right now. 
because we're going to a watch party later tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, hey, look, right there. <laughs> I know that. I know that mountain. Yeah, yeah. It was cool, you know, California. Yeah, right. Did you know that Breaking Bad was originally supposed to be take take place in California? Oh, really? Like the the first the pilot script, like the initial versions of the pilot script, say like somewhere in Southern California, mm-hmm. Palo Alto, not Palo Alto, or somewhere in Southern California. Yeah. But uh, it didn't work out like that. I I think um, I think that was at the very beginning of New Mexico offering pretty generous film tax credits, film and television tax credits. Yeah. And ever since like a show that big took place in New Mexico, everybody started swarming to mm-hmm. to New Mexico as like a little tax haven for creatives. Yeah, I know Atlanta and Georgia has kind of like followed that same playbook. Mm-hmm. I think Atlanta came first, honestly. I think Atlanta came with a higher Texas than at first. Because Mexico has always been a, a spot, but not like as big as it is now because of like Westerns and stuff. Mm-hmm. People like tend to go over there. Like the, yeah. But, yeah Have you ever been to the Spaghetti to. Western set on, um, in Galisteo? No, I haven't. You should check that out. Is it cool? It's a pretty spot. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of Westerns that were shot in Spain of all places. Mm-hmm. Like all of the uh, well, I mean, that's Sergio called, Leone ones. I mean, that's why it's called Spaghetti Western. Not that yeah, in yeah, Spain, right. not in Spain, but in Italy. Yeah, yeah. Italy. Mm-hmm. You're right. But why was that? I'll have to look it up because I don't have the information. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, no, I think it's called Sp- Spaghetti Western because it was shot in Spain, but the director was Italian. I thought it was shot in Italy. No, like, like they still have the sets up from like the Young and the Damned and like all those. I mean, not the Young and the Damned. The, what is it called? The good and the bad. The young and the dam is that Los Olvidados? Yeah, young and dams. <laughs> I'm thinking of what is it? <laughs> That's the, the, the what's his name? Gran Turismo. What's his name? Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Gran Torino. Yeah, Gran Torino. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, strange things. <laughs> well, it's what cool. about it? How do you, do you feel like you've grown with the show? Or do you feel like you see things now? No. As opposed to how you used to when you first watched it, when you were a freshman? Honestly, I feel like... Because you were not the same person that you were when you were a freshman, especially you were not the same creative that you were when you were a freshman. I, I mean, I don't know if I have, like, emotional attachment to it like that, where it's like... I want to say, like, strange things. I want to say, like, strange things, but just, like... I mean, look at it, like, now with everything that you know. Yeah. I mean, That's I, kind I, of a I, weird I, question. It doesn't <laughs> make a lot of sense. <laughs> have I grown just, with the show? I'm just asking. Have I grown with the kids? <laughs> I was asking. I, I would say that I I still think season one's probably the best in my eyes, at least. It's iconic. It's iconic. Yeah. Television. Honestly, I actually really like this this season. This season was actually pretty good. And people were comparing this season to the to the first in terms of like esteem. Yeah. Or just like what I I, what I really the show tackled and how yeah. ambitious it was. I really liked how they used all their characters in a very like useful way because i think other seasons they just relied on one character like oh it's just them mm-hmm. but yeah check it out i mean we can't talk about it we don't want to spoil anything no. but i i like how they i mean you you don't need us to check it out <laughs> to tell you to check it out because the whole world is telling you Everybody to check it out, check it out huh? yeah but yeah, no. but you know give it a look check out the boys i feel like the boys needs more we literally talked about the boys last episode too yeah i need to watch that episode now yeah I've been watching a lot of television. I don't really, like, watch series that much. And right now, I'm, like, in a big, like, series funk. Like, I watch, like, Obi-Wan, The Boys, and now Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. I think I need to chill after this. Oh, and I need to watch, um... I don't know if I want to get into it, but I need to catch up on one show. 
What's that? I have to study it. What's that show? Oh, you know which one it is. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to get into it now, though. It's the number one sitcom. (laughs) Because I'm just going to say for work reasons and on something I'm working on, I have to binge five seasons of television to be caught up and in the mix. That's all I'm going to say. This man's got a big burden on his shoulders. <laughs> but I think it's funny. It's, it's so cool to be here. You know, I've only been here not even a month yet, dude. Yeah. It's been like barely three weeks. I feel like I've lived so much life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been through so much shit. I, I've described this to you. This this amount of time, this these past few weeks being here in this new place mm-hmm. are both the happiest I've been in a long, long time. And the most I've struggled emotionally in a long fucking time and financially. Mm-hmm. Because I am now fully, well, not fully, I'd say, you know, 95% up independent. Mm-hmm. Like everything that I do, everything that I spend, everything is, it stops with me. And that's it. Mm-hmm. What are you going to take care of? So that includes everything about me, my body, my diet, mm-hmm. my routines. How I, and you know that that shit's been. I'm like, we're, I'm we're like, bro, on, I've been doing that like that. for like six years. We're working on that, and so Enrique's not, Enrique's not entirely. You know, Enrique's a veteran in the game. I mean, I guess I just I feel like, but but it is cool you say that because, yeah, yeah, I could see you growing. But I mean, I told you like I sent a, I sent a few photos to my mom, just like showing her like, oh, this is what I'm doing, this is where I am, check it out, and she was like, she's like. Mijo, you look stressed. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wearing my sunglasses too. I was like, how the fuck can you tell that I'm stressed out? Yeah, yeah. Damn, I was like, it's just like, your mom's being the mom. It's just you know? something that moms know. Yeah. I was like, you know, the intuitive wisdom of, mm-hmm. of the mothers. Um, <laughs> shout out to the mothers. Shout out to the mothers worldwide. Um, yeah, but it's also the most acting I've done in a long time yeah which is a good thing because that's why i came out here in the first place mm-hmm. but like back in new mexico i didn't i didn't, i wasn't subscribed to actors access i wasn't maintaining my imdb page i wasn't like actively seeking all these projects and trying to uh make do, an impression do you think it would have do you think that now you're doing that because you're in the city or it's more of now you want to take it serious like do you think you could have done this in new mexico it's both I what was holding me back from doing it in Mexico is because I wasn't present. I wasn't in LA. All these awesome projects that are happening and being posted on a daily basis, all of them say must be based in LA or in the surrounding area. Mm-hmm. So like Pasadena or I don't know, at least no more than an hour away or an hour and a half away. Yeah. Or like two hours. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Point is, all of these awesome projects, and there is an abundance of them. They want you to be based in California. They want you to be based where they're shooting. And like, yeah, if they're going to Las Vegas or if they're going like somewhere in the country or across the country, they still are hiring here and taking you out there. And if you're selected, you'll be compensated. Mm-hmm. Um, because I wouldn't have wanted to really do that if I wasn't present in the scene. I was yeah. just like, what am I going to do? Like fly out or drive out for one one role that's going to pay me like 150 bucks and give me a meal? Mm-hmm. I'm already, I'd be out like 600 bucks if more. If not more, it would have to be something I truly believe in and see a future in. Mm-hmm. And so far, I see roles that I want to be a part of, but it's nothing that's like recurring. 
or that would justify the amount of travel required if I wasn't here conveniently here yeah so now that I am so so you think that if you want to be an actor you have to come to LA are you looking to be more involved on the stage or in front of the camera in front of the camera I'd say go to I mean the major hubs so that would either be Atlanta or Los Angeles mm-hmm. I would say maybe reevaluate where we come from if that's something that you're truly looking into mm-hmm only reason why is because I think a lot of that work has already kind of been selected even if it's being posted for the first time mm-hmm. I don't think the New Mexico film scene is as inclusive as it probably should be right now mm-hmm. but that's just because there isn't a vast array of available work so it's hard it's hard out there I feel like it's more it's more competitive because it's smaller we've talked about this but over here there's just more than enough to go around. It's a fucking feast. <laughs> it's a creative feast. And like, you can do commercials, you can do theater productions that are happening for a few days or even like a couple weeks. Uh, you can do a short film, you can do a student film, you can do a feature film. And when you join the union, there are more opportunities. But for now, you can be a part of non-union pieces or very small micro-budget union pieces that won't exactly qualify for a voucher. But you can still say that you've been a part of that. Or if you do get lucky, you can be a part of a union piece that's looking for non-union talent. So, yeah, I'm taking full advantage of the fact that I'm here. Mm-hmm. You saw me yesterday. I invited Enrique to the creative process and didn't exactly make the greatest show. But oh yeah, fuck, that was it. I don't know. I'm pre- I appreciate your I appreciate your direction because that's you have so much exposure to stories and like you are interested in, in directing. Mm-hmm. I know you haven't really done much of that. Um, recently but that is something that I talked about that you and I talked about that we want to be more collaborative and like kind of inviting each other to what we are doing creatively so like if I have like a script I have some sides I'm going to show them to you if you Mm -hmm. have the time of course and let's see what you come up with kind of exercising both of our (laughs) both our muscles um shoot I was literally about to say something. You brought up the whole <laughs> you and I working together, and I'm like, uh, um, damn. Oh, yeah, I feel you 100 percent on the whole idea that there's so much things going on over here because, yeah, there's a lot of things going on over here. I think right now I'm like working on some on these two pr- side projects on top of like what I do for like my day job, and I don't think I would like be able to do that if I was somewhere else. To, like, this level, if that makes sense. And, again, I don't think I could talk to him about them yet, but it's it's cool. It's cool. I, I know what you mean, that there's, like, more people out here that are, like, serious about taking doing this for, like, a living and, like, a career. And it's just cool being around these those people, you know? And, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I, I, I wish I could talk about it, but I don't want to talk about the project yet because well, it's very much... Yeah, take it easy. But uh, yeah, stages. I'm, I'm feeling like very hungry to collaborate and just meet people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's collab, dude. What are you working on? Let's cool. collab. Like, do you need help? Do you want to run through it? Uh, what's your schedule like? Let's meet up. Let's just talk about it in general. Yeah. What are your hopes? What are your fears? What do you think you want to work on? What do you think you're good at? Or just like, et cetera. <laughs> 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 you go to a stranger and ask him all that. 
what? I think it requires that kind of passion, though, especially if you're going to, like... Yeah. What is demanded of actors is that you live your life as much as possible. Because everything that happens to you, every interaction that you have, that's material that you can use. If you choose to. Right. Or that you can use to just, like, I don't know, supplement your imagination. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, there, there are so many ways to go about doing uh doing that um i definitely need it's good that i'm here because i need a lot more practice i think i'm in a better place than i used to be and that's because I'm, i just feel overall less self-conscious and less like embarrassed and new to this but i'm still in that place that mm-hmm. has a lot of, has unreasonably high expectations of myself like, I'll, right. I'm trying to go into every fucking audition trying to, like, break ground <laughs> as an actor or some crazy shit. It's like, this isn't... No. And, like, of course, you want to do your very best work and you want to challenge yourself and you want to, like, see who you are in the context of an imaginary character with imaginary problems. And you have to make those, elevate those to reality. Right. But it's it's hard. You Especially yesterday. Like, you... And I just want to say this for the record because it's in my head before I forget about it. I heard this really good. Um, I don't know if it's a quote, but I heard someone say it in, in this uh, podcast I listened to. And it's about if you're not willing to go home every day and at least take two minutes to work on your craft, and, and I, which is the spin of it I really like. I don't think a lot of people really talk about. Then you got to be real with yourself and admit like it's not going to happen for you, you know? And things like what we're doing, the arts, like whether in the entertainment industry, if, yeah, it's true, if you don't spend, I mean, I think even two minutes is like too little, you know, but the aspect of you, if you don't, if you're not willing to at least spend 30 minutes, an hour, I mean, you know, I know very much how it is having a busy schedule and it's true, but, and sometimes you only get 30 minutes or sometimes you only get the drive home to really listen to this or this or that to work on, on your craft. But if you're not willing to even like do that, then you it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen it's not gonna and happen that's the reality it's not gonna happen i think um some of my expectations are kind of formed by this naive and kind of unrealistic understanding of like fame not even fame but just like you know the biggest actors are working because they're the biggest names and whatever the fuck else it mm-hmm. seems like their dreams happened overnight right. when all you're shown is their success you don't see how many times they've cried themselves to sleep because they couldn't fucking get the part. You haven't seen how many times they pulled their hair out because they can't get this one take. You haven't seen all the ugly. Yeah. You haven't seen the struggle. And it's like, damn, they just moved to LA and fucking got famous. I guess I, should, I need to do that too. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I guess, yes, there is the exception that sometimes people are placed in these prominent positions because they have access to the resources and to the people that can do that right from the start. Yeah. You know, like nepotism babies, nepo babies, mm-hmm. nepos. But I'm not that person. You're not that person. Yeah. Pretty much everyone we know isn't there. And yeah. we got to work for what we want. Mm-hmm. And a difficult realization that I had in the conversation that I had was, uh, and it might not be to that full extent, but the dream demands a lot of you, if not everything from you. Because if you're not willing to give it everything, it's not going to give you anything. And it's tough. It's really fucking difficult. Because I get lazy. I get tired. I get uninspired. I feel like, ugh. 
Well, that's the thing, man. And I, I think that's like the most prominent thing that I'm really focusing on this year is moving from what you just talked about, motivated and, and, and inspiration to discipline. Because it's not, mm-hmm. you know, everyone can get inspired, but not everyone is disciplined. Mm-hmm. And that's like the biggest factor for me where it's, you know, it's right. It's writing or doing what you, what you're trying to do when you feel like shit or when you feel tired, when you feel uninspired, when you feel like I'll do it tomorrow. It's like, no, like you have to, like you have to be disciplined. You have to be willing to do it, you know? And I really think a lot of it stems earlier, like even as simple as like someone that like goes to the gym, you know, like that's of course a disciplined task, you know, doing little things like that can contribute to that mentality of now focusing on what you're trying to do and doing it every day. And, no matter what, no matter failure, like at least doing something moving towards it, you know? Mm-hmm. But it has to happen because you believe it matters. It needs to have some sort of importance that leads to like a greater, yeah, something greater. Because if you're just doing something that you fucking hate every single day yeah, for the sake yeah. of discipline, that's not discipline anymore. That's right. fucking punishment. That's self right. Well, I mean, punishment. obviously it's like something that you're trying to do, you know? But I mean, if it makes you unhappy at the root, why are you even doing it? Well, I mean... But, like, it's a difference of, like, going to the gym, that's pretty, that's a pretty strong example no, and no, a no, common no. example yeah. of discipline. Because it's like, you know what, after the end, I have never regretted a workout because I feel revitalized. I feel mm-hmm. sore, but in that way, that reminds me of my accomplishments. Right. That reminds me of, like, this healthy thing that I'm trying to do for myself. Mm-hmm. So that has an inherent benefit. Yeah. Of course, you can go to the gym for the wrong reasons, but you can do just about anything for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But being disciplined, that requires some kind of some kind of reason to be there in the first place. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I really think that sometimes it's like it gets to the point where, where I'm talking about these days where you don't want to do it, where you lose sight of this greater manifestation this this and that and it really like sometimes you just got to do it just because you got to do it and it's part of your routine you got to get out of the way and you know there's times like you won't see that greater thing or greater so and so and it's you just have to do it you just get out of the way yeah there's definitely sometimes yeah when you think about like is this even can i even do this and you you, and at that point you you can't like you can't listen to your head you just Mm -hmm. gotta you just gotta do it Mm -hmm. because it even through that struggle, like I woke up this morning and I thought about how hard of a time I had yesterday with something that I just thought could have been so simple, but it wasn't. And I was getting frustrated and I was getting impatient and I was getting like fucking all dark and shit. Like, oh, I suck. Ugh, I can't do this after all. Ugh, I should just go home. All these like dramatic fucking ridiculous thoughts is just like, at the end of that, I thought about it. If it's worth that much, like, emotional expense, to me it must be for a reason. Because I care about it. I wouldn't feel that strongly about it if the heart wasn't there. And even to that, I felt like it's part of the... Like, you know, when you're doing something, you're like, like, this this isn't really what I want to be doing. It's well, calling to you. What well, What do you think is... It's the other side it, of that same it, coin. It's this, both the high and the low This experience. might be like a very deep question, but what do you think is like 
right now in your point of life, like how twenty three year old Amadeo, twenty four, twenty four year old <laughs> Amadeo, what do you think your mission or purpose is right now in life? To be myself after so many years of fighting who I am. But but in terms of like beyond yourself, like what's what's your mission? Perhaps to support myself, my family, and my friends by doing what I love and making a positive impact on the world. Okay. Go go and chip that a bit more. Like what what do you mean? Like by how? I would like to be a I don't know, in, an impactful individual. Okay. So you mean like... I would just like to have made a difference in the lives of people. It doesn't have to be millions of people. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be billions of people. But, but how? Like how? A collection, a group. I don't know. Perhaps influence personalities. Influence... Not personalities. That sounds kind of cultish. Like mentalities. Mm-hmm. You know, influence perspectives. You know, things of... Ways of looking at things and perhaps ways that can be interpreted as more um, observant and open and positive and self-inspirational. It's like, what can I take out of this to benefit me and or benefit my worldview so that I can like pay it forward in some way? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just want to like be a good person mm-hmm. and be a better person than I have been sometimes. And uh, kind of um, either go go to bed at every day or even go to bed for the last time in my life knowing that I made some kind of difference. And I tried. Mm-hmm. At least I tried. Do you feel like you could go to sleep tonight knowing that you, you've done what you just described? Yeah. Because I've tried. Mm-hmm. I really have. And I've made things happen. I've tried to make a clothing brand. I've sold things. Mm-hmm. I've tried to be an actor. I've been in things. I'm, I'm uh, reciting scripts. I've I'm trying to see something I've never seen before. I moved to LA. Mm-hmm. I'm. I don't know. Trying to be a reliable, honest person. I have a fantastic friend group mm-hmm. that I'm around for a reason. Do you, Do you think you could walk away from everything being content what you've done? Mm-hmm. Okay. Of course, I want more because I feel as though I haven't kind of reached perhaps the heights that I would like to be in, mm-hmm. but I've done it. I was there. I said this to you and to another friend that we have the other day or like a couple of weeks ago, but when I really look around and truly just like we were in that fucking airplane, when I Damn, really look not around, the airplane. <laughs> when I really look around, yeah. I have everything I've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. I drive something I love to be in. I have friends I can always, so you know, <laughs> be supported by, mm-hmm. and I can support them and feel good because it's this mutual. It's a mutual like uplift. Yeah. Uh, I have my health. My family loves me. My brothers are. i have everything i've ever wanted yeah but as always sometimes you're gonna want more and you fail to look at what you already have Mm -hmm. but in the end i I, i'm there i have everything i've ever wanted 
I'm, tr- I'm trying to let go of being materialistic and just being, I don't know, an enjoyer of the reality, the present. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, you're always going to like kind of look at what you have and what you don't have. I don't know. But I'm definitely not like as, maybe I am, but try not to be. So, talk about how you feel right now about your new collection. Fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been it's been out for how many days now? I closed the store on Friday. Mm-hmm. The drops. I'm doing this new thing. You know, I'm experimenting with like yeah. how I run the brand. Right. And I think this was better this time around. Um. I'm sticking to this. <laughs> Stick it to the bench. <laughs> like a st- <laughs> It's like the, the material. I think I don't. Yeah, like a fly on paper, bro. <laughs> a little fly paper. Um. So yeah, doing something new. I'm releasing, you know, a handful of products, all at once, and opening the store to everybody for one week. You know, one week to seven to ten days, depending on what's releasing and how much demand there is. Um, then on the last day, you know, give people that last chance at midnight, shut the store down, either enable the password or just make everything out of stock. I'd probably, I'll probably do everything out of stock in the future so that people can still check out the website. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. I think it's a little better than just like seeing a password page. It's like access denied. Put your email right here and I'll send mm-hmm. you some news. But... You know, so far having this like pre-release was better for me because I could kind of gauge on what was working and what wasn't. And I didn't like produce the entire fucking collection all at once. Right. All of the items that didn't sell from this collection, I'm not even going to bother making. And that alone saved me about $2,000. Wow. Yeah. So there's still a lot that I got to make. And yeah, it's expensive. Throw it on the business card. <laughs> But I'm doing this in the hopes of making that money back, and yeah. it looks like I'll well, probably be there. I'll probably get there. What what steps are you taking now that you're in LA to like impact this market or get into this community? So I haven't exactly leveraged the fact that I'm here entirely quite yet. But mm-hmm. once I do start meeting people and getting connected to those that there are just so many creative people here, and so many people that are doing the exact same thing, same thing as we are. People with podcasts, people with clothing brands, people that are actors, people that are filmmakers, directors. Mm-hmm. So getting involved in those circles, be willing to help, be willing to be a part of <laughs> of that whole thing. And uh, yeah, establishing that network and hopefully uh, get noticed eventually. Yeah. So also get involved in certain events that are happening. For example, there's this cool thing called the Melrose Training Post. And it's not open for everybody to be a part of because you have to apply and there are limits to who can apply, Mm -hmm. you know, like, what are you selling? And we'll let you know if you can have a space or not, or just like, I don't know, doing a little pop-up if you can legally, (laughs) if you can, you know, at like a park or a fucking street Mm -hmm. corner or at a market, whatever, wherever. And yeah, you know, community outreach. In little ways and in big ways, you know, more and by that I mean like more organized and more less formal ways. Right. So, 
little by little, I'm still a very small brand. I'm growing, but I'm growing. Mm-hmm. And that feels good. You know, looking down because I'm never giving up. <laughs> well, what what do you where do you see the brand going in a year to two years from now? I'd love to have a shoe. A shoe? I want to have a shoe. In in okay. I want to have a shoe within two years, and I want to start doing like designed, cut and sew. So like from the ground up, mm-hmm. um, completely original uh, like outerwear, and maybe even just like customized blanks. So like my own blanks, my own pants whatever my own accessories what do you see in terms of like in the company growth like do you see bringing more people on to be part of the company or do you still see you running as a one person that's a difficult question to answer right now because i don't have i'm not at that level i guess if i was of course you know you want to stay close to what was originally your creation and you want to like keep it tight and you know, I've worked so hard at this that I kind of want to like keep all of the profits to myself, even though mm-hmm. there's no fucking profit yet. But that's the thing. Like, there's no profit yet. It's not profitable. Mm-hmm. I'm making money, but I'm still underground or underwater. Not in such a way that like I gotta shut down and pick it back up some years down the line. But mm-hmm. like, I can't pay somebody. There's no way. Yeah. I think if I do get to the level that I am paying somebody, then I've probably already kind of achieved what I set out to do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I would like people to be more aware of the art and kind of like what I'm doing when it comes to that individual pursuit. Because I do feel like the brand and the art, I guess it's under the Limonola umbrella. But those are two different goals that are being approached. Yeah, yeah. Like the art is trying to establish like a vision. I'm not trying to like, I don't know, force a new art movement. Mm -hmm. But... Like I described it to you, the art strips away the essential or strips away what's unnecessary and only leaves the essential. And that's that all happens under the lens of contemporary modern architecture. Mm. So it's like trying to capture emotions and feelings that are inspired by space, spaces, and how light interacts with those spaces. But it's all kind of, it's not, it's not modeled in 3D. Mm-hmm. It's simulated, like it's like a simulated 3D environment on a 2D canvas two-dimensional right. canvas mm-hmm. and then the clothes i'm just making everything i've always wanted to wear mm-hmm. and if i have a cool design i'm gonna make it and i'm gonna put that on my body and that's gonna be dope so that's just like over there making what i want to make over here also making what i want to make but with something different in mind right do you ever see ever see the art side of Lala bringing on like exclusively your art or do you ever see working with other artists to like, make, a little, like a Liminalala like piece. Like a little collective? Yeah. I think the eventual collaboration like, like, do you is think... interesting for, you know, also like further developing the artistic mm-hmm. goal, the aesthetic. Right. But, but art is kind of funny because the way I've kind of grown up around it, it seems very individual. Because mm-hmm. like very much like if you look at the piece, like, uh, I'm trying to think of any painting right now I can think of. Um... I think you see you see a lot of artistic collaborations with more contemporary artists, like street art, especially. Yeah. You get like Cause and fucking Murakami or whatever. I don't know. It's right. like but but that's the thing though. Spaces. Like Murakami is like the person, the individual. Like this, like you do you do one one of these uh, uh pieces, and it's like technically it's Amadou Hughes. Like that's the artist. Mm-hmm. Do you think that will 
I mean, but in theory, it's coming out as Luminalala, so it's, it's like Luminalala. So do you think you are Luminalala, and that's like your artist's name? Or do you think Luminalala is just, you're under that umbrella? I see what you're saying. I think I am Luminalala. Damn, that's, that's hard. <laughs> I am Luminalala. I am Luminalala. <laughs> I think it would be an awesome idea to eventually have a gallery that does support and celebrate um, smaller creators. Like yeah. if I were to ever be in that position of prominence where I can like use my platform for the amplification of other people, because that's like what I would have wanted or mm-hmm. what I want right now yeah. is for someone that's up there to see what I'm doing and to, I don't know, throw me a bone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds a little funny. But um, I don't know. Help each other. Do something cool together. Mm-hmm. But also do what you want. Mm-hmm. but find some space for others yeah damn be somebody I think on that note we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode we'll see you on the next one yeah yeah we're in a we never even talked about where we are <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about our next episode <laughs> there'll be another episode here alright y'all well yeah lots of love for all of you thank you for taking the time to tune in tune in tune in tune in tuna and uh yeah see you next time peace later